like my very first exam, I remember how I how I revised for that, right? It's really weird, right? I had a it was like okay. a GCSE science um book. And I said to myself, okay, like what I'm gonna do is I'm going to memorize this book. Like I'm genuinely going to and I memorized I memorized the book, bro. Like I would sit there and I would write out the paragraphs. So I knew the book from back fam. My my friend I my friend opened one page. He started reading and I said there's a table in that book and I started You're telling lying. him what was on the Bro, I'm You're not joking, lying. fam. I memorized the and you know what I got in that? What? <laughs> I got a C bro. Welcome back to the Ace and Joker podcast, the weekly podcast where we discuss success by utilizing the cards we've been dealt. But today, for the people that are back with us, um, I thought a really good topic slash yeah question is like schools. Do you feel like there was any like life lessons or things that schools I don't know could have done better with us when we were younger? Yeah, school is such an interesting thing because I think school is is BS, isn't it? Because I don't think you learn anything in school. Even what okay. you, you go and study, I don't really think you learn it well, like technically. Obviously, in theory, you learn a lot of stuff in in school. So you're like, when I'm, I'm guessing when you come across certain things in your job, you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember this from, from uni. But in general, would you say that knowledge has actually helped you be better at your job or you had to learn on the job a lot more than, you know, relying on your knowledge? I would definitely say I've definitely had to rely on learning on my job a lot more mm-hmm. than what mm-hmm. I actually learned in uni. Cause I feel like with mm-hmm. just education in general, I think it's so brutal what you learn and you don't really use mm-hmm. most of it. Like, mm-hmm. even from, even, you know what it is? I think even just from speaking to people, I feel like quite a lot of jobs on paper, like might seem very technical on paper. I feel like when you actually start them as an adult, a lot of the things you actually end up doing is like making sure you're following the law, following regulations. Mm-hmm. So mm. there's not, I said, that's kind of the majority of your job, but maybe that's just in the fields I'm in and the people I've spoken to that there might be mm. fields or maybe like, you know, people who do the education thing properly, like study masters, PhD, mm. maybe those mm. kind of people with very specialist knowledge that really know what they're mm. talking about. Maybe the jobs mm. they do is a lot more specific on what they've learned because mm. they actually have the knowledge. I don't know. Mm. Maybe that contributes to it as well. But overall, I definitely agree with the premise of what you're saying that. Yeah, you spend a lot of time in school, mm. man. Like, you memorize mm. so much. You go, you do 10 subjects a year, minimum or something. You get A-levels. Mm. And at the end of the day, man, if you ask some people, you just see maths, they'll be spun. Because mm. you just, you just learn how to get through the exam. <laughs> so, I mean, mm. that's the point you're kind of you're trying to touch on. Yeah, no, that is the point I'm trying to touch on, man. And that's why I feel like that's the, the problem I think there is with school. But in terms of, like, life lessons, obviously, yeah. I don't think there's in any life lessons that's really taught in, in schools for you to take out. Maybe, maybe socially, because obviously I think school isn't just, um, purely academics. It's also how you develop socially and how you, you manage those kind of relationships as well with your teacher. You know, that's kind of the first authoritative figure in your life. So that kind of relationship, how you deal with that and also your peers, how you navigate that as well and climb up that higher social order so that i guess in general (laughs) that could definitely translate to life skills because that's still part of school but in terms of what you learn in the classroom i don't think there's a lot of 
a lot that they teach us in, in the classroom that I can even say I've used in my life. I was thinking about that, you know, and I think it's very true. Like, you know what I think it is? I feel like schools don't directly teach you, like, the soft skills, which I think are very important. Like, for example, time management. They don't actually tell you how to manage your time well. They just give you loads of exams, loads of things to do, mm-hmm. and say you sink or swim. And so you either figure it out how to do it and you continue mm. to do well in school or you don't and you sit. And so they don't teach mm. you presentation, how to actually give a engaging presentation. They just say, do it. Mm. They touch on things, but it's like you have to take it. You have to take the lessons away yourself. They don't actually teach mm. you those soft skills, mm. like mentality, yeah. and so on, like attitude, all that, all that kind of stuff. It's like you either have it or you don't in schools. It's not really like mm. a thing that they highlight as, okay, yeah, as you go up the ladder, you might have periods when you're not as confident. You have to believe in yourself. You have to, so I feel like there's those kind of little intangibles that don't mm. really ever get taught to you. So I think that that mm. definitely kind of links to what you're saying about how maybe socially, just from friends, you develop mm. those skills. But again, it's not something that's actively, directly taught to you. Yeah, I agree. Even, even the PowerPoint thing, there was like a situation where I, would ha- I had to give a, power, um, a presentation. And what I did was I wrote everything that I was going to talk about on the slides. And obviously, you're not supposed to do that, <laughs> but I didn't know that. Mm. So you're supposed to obviously yeah. only put short notes and then expand on those notes, and that's how you present. Um, but yeah, I put everything on the slide and then practically read <laughs> from the slide. So yeah, you can imagine that even even in t- in terms of, in fact, I knew that that's not what you're supposed to do, but I didn't know how else to present. You know, because I was thinking you know I'm supposed to just put it on the slide. But yeah, so yeah. even that kind of basic skill. You don't really know until someone says, oh, yeah, you know, you're not supposed to really, you know, you're supposed to put short notes, briefly explaining what you're going to talk about, then expand on that when you're presenting. So, yeah, no, it's interesting, man. Yeah, no. And to even flip the question again on his head, you know, I want to get your thoughts on this. Should Mm. schools even be teaching life lessons? I was thinking about it too. Mm. I don't know how much I really want a teacher to be teaching my kid morals or life school. I don't know. I feel like maybe Mm. that is that not the job of the parent. Maybe not morals, because I think um, that's what that's religion's place and your parents' place in terms of you know your moral grounding. I think yeah, school can't teach you morals, but they can te- they they can build on your morals, but they can't teach you your morals. Explain that. Oh, like for example, you know, um, you shouldn't talk back to your your elders or something. You shouldn't be disrespectful to people who are in um, authoritative position. You know that kind of thing or you shouldn't you know when you're in in a PE room you shouldn't steal from your <laughs> from your fellow students type of thing that's sounded like a personal story <laughs> no people did that people did that, bro. Yeah, that's true, people, true, people, true. people did that so obviously and also learning how to share space it's a microcosm of of how life actually is isn't it so you know learning how to to share a space with with other people you know that can help you in your actual life. So that could also build morals from there. So it's more like building on your morals. And in terms of like other type of skills, like finance, basic, um, arithmetic, um, you know, I guess how to present yourself and speak and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I definitely think they should teach that. Obviously, all that information is readily available on the internet, which, you know, we're very fortunate to have. But obviously, some people won't seek that kind of information out. So I think maybe just giving the very basic of that kind of information would help. But yeah, then again, it's annoying. I, I think, I think what they should do is because obviously schools is just, it's really uh, diplomatic. You know, everyone's trying to get good grades. Everyone's trying to get, get those Ofsted reports. Everyone's trying to get into the best universities and et cetera. So it's very diplomatic. Yeah, yeah. So I think 
just like how they should have sex education. I think they should have like life skills type of thing where, you know, maybe you are required to go to it like once every two weeks or something, you know, throughout secondary school or something like that. So I think those kind of things would help. No, it's true, man. So many of us, you graduate and you just realize that, yeah, I was not prepared for all the things I have to now deal with, the things I have to navigate. Mm. And instead, they were teaching me to memorize understand how many atoms are, you know, <laughs> fucking, so like, so, like, all that kind of stuff that, like, now, I, I barely remember the knowledge and mm. it's not helpful to me. Whereas maybe, yeah. yeah, they had actually taught us in terms of, like, managing your money well or being able to communicate with people, being mm. able to be persuasive like give arguments so it's like, like even something mm. like debating like obviously i guess people who seek it out can do those kind of things but i think that should even be maybe something that they push a lot more to make mm. sure that everyone does have that skill to like communicate with each other and have logical mm. reasoned balanced arguments like i think that nowadays mm. like, a lot of people like especially online people are so quick mm. they see one thing they don't like they jump to it they understand so mm. people don't actually take the time to actually make sure they understand before they make decisions or they give their opinion. So I think, yeah, something like that would be important. I think it would help. Yeah, no, I agree, man. I think one time I went to um, like a debate kind of thing and it was really nice, man, because you sit there, you listen to other people's opinions and you just have a conversation. And it's really nice. And I think, yeah, they they didn't really implement those kind of things in, in class. Obviously, there was even a lot of things that we could debate. There's a lot, you know, in, for example, in biology, you could have debated all the ethical um all the ethical things. Oh, you know, should someone do this? Should someone not do this? You know what I'm saying? Like, there were so many, like, really good situations where we could have had a really nice debate and, like, you know, improved our debating skills. But, yeah. But then again, I say that, but teachers don't get paid enough to do all of that. You're right. <laughs> their man, their man there, you know what used to piss me off about school was most of the time, either my teacher would be, would have the textbook and we'll be on like just practically copying and pasting from the textbook. It used to piss me off because I could do that myself, <laughs> you know. But yep. yeah, and sometimes even with PowerPoints and and stuff like that, like I could find that online. <laughs> like there was this module I was taking, right? And this guy literally, the teacher literally got the whole everything from everything. It wasn't he didn't create anything. The coursework, <laughs> the 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 <laughs> class test, the everything this guy wow. did not get one thing from like himself he didn't create himself oh, wow. like so i was just yeah i was like this is ridiculous but i'm, I'm I, I can't complain you know it makes it a lot easier for me mm. but yeah man i think it's it's for them it's like for them to plan everything from scratch it's a lot you know i'm not they don't get paid for those hours so yeah yeah i can imagine to yeah. make anything that makes their job a lot easier they just copy and paste so definitely agree with that man also too mm. like also cut schools a bit more slack as well is that bro it's not like your teacher how many thousands or hundreds of kids and that's just, you want to make the curriculum as broad as possible so mm. overall maybe they can it can benefit the majority even though they know that it doesn't mm. work for everyone so i mm. think it's also hard to like specifically create tailored that's like modules that work for this student and that that's like, especially mm. in public school where you have so many students and so maybe that's even the big differences. I don't know what it's like to go to like a private school, whatever. Yeah. Maybe they might do. I don't know if they do those kind of subjects a bit more than we do. When, mm. I mean, I'm sure like the bait and stuff. I think they definitely do. But like mm. other lives, because I don't know if they teach them that. But I think it kind of like you have to also understand the situation. Yeah, obviously, man. There has to be a standardized way to be able to test everyone on a, like a level yeah. playing field. So I get that. But yeah, it's definitely an issue. 
Like, uh, would you, would you, because this is something I considered recently, would you ever um, homeschool your kids? That's a good question. I've mm. never really thought about it, to be honest, you know. Mm. I've never really thought about it. I think my thing is I'll just, yeah, I'll just rather put energy into sending them to a good school kind mm. of thing. Then I think home, I do think they probably miss out on some things homeschooling as well in terms of even like the social interactions and making friends and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not sure if that's also the perfect answer, but it makes sense. I, I guess people who consider it, I can see why they would, but I think for me, mm. nah, like it's not right now anyway. I don't know what changes mm. in the future, but as of right now, it's not really something I'm aiming to do. But yeah, what about you? No, I think it depends where I am, I am in, um, in life because I, I took a look at it because I, I thought about the, uh, uh, now I I don't know why it came to my mind and I just did a, re- a, li- a quick research on it, but it was like um yeah there's there's research that shows there's no real sign in terms of like their social development um, yeah. that even kids who are homeschooled feel more loved and more happy in general because obviously they don't have to deal with all the BS that happens in school yeah, with true. you know that yeah so they feel more loved they feel more yeah and they. I feel like they can learn better as well. So mm. yeah, you know, it's definitely depend. Like if I had all the time and I wasn't like busy, I don't know mm. where I'll be when when I have kids. But if I wasn't busy, then yeah, it would definitely be something I'll consider. Mm. And then, wait, what does that mean, by the way? Is that is that like um, you get tutors to come in, or you teach them yourself? Um, you can teach them yourself if you're if you can. You know, it's not impossible, <laughs> especially for like GCSE stuff. You could teach them yourself. Um, or you can get tutors in. Obviously, if you get tutors in, then it's a lot more expensive. Um, but obviously, if you also get tutors in, then, yeah, then that's hand in hand a better education, but it's also a lot more expensive. And yeah, it's probably not affordable to pay that. But yeah, but I think what, what, I, what I saw about homeschooling and what I liked about homeschooling was, um, the fact that you you don't need to just learn in a classroom. Like, for example, let's say we're learning, I'm teaching history, for example, and we're learning about World War II. I can take them to these sites and also incorporate, like have, have a fun day out, but take them to these sites and so they can physically see these things, you know, and enjoy. And actually I can teach them, like figure out how I can teach them the material while they're actually seeing it. Like that's just... That's just mm. something different. How many school trips can you remember going on? Like, you know what I mean? So, like, those are the type of things that you could do. Obviously, you have to also have a lot of time to do it. So that's why I said it depends where yeah. I'm in life. If if man was if man's made it and I've retired, mm. I would hundred percent do that. Not only do I get to spend a lot of time with my kids, but I get to I get to enjoy and broaden their own understanding of the world, which is is pretty cool. No, that sounds really, really cool. And yeah, they definitely convinced me. I'm a lot closer <laughs> to considering it now. <laughs> but yeah, nah, that, that sounds like a really good idea, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I do think, yeah, yeah I, th- I think another like thing with schools that I think as well is also just like in terms of them not also promoting people to be unique and different. Mm. So I feel like even going through that kind of educational path with your kids might even promote them to mm. just think differently to everyone else. That's like, it's not mm. like they're in a in the environment of 30 other kids and they're all trying to make you all think the same. Like, this yeah. is a more, much more personalised education. Like, so I think oh. that could probably even help them a lot in terms of mm. that aspect of it. So, no, it's definitely yeah, a good idea, to be honest. The school system's a factory, bro, man. <laughs> they're a factory, <laughs> yeah. man. They're just pumping, nah, out, uh, pumping out kids, bro. Bro, That's it's it. a business. They don't care where they're you like, go. Okay, have, 
how many went to university? Okay. <laughs> how many 70% plus A to C grades? Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, so, that's, yeah. that's what they care about, man. That's what they care about, bro. Like, yeah, they don't care no, about... Okay, okay. Not to be not to be harsh. I think the, the teachers probably care. But maybe the organization schools itself don't. But I think the te- So the teachers in that, I think... I like to think anyway that some teachers really, really do care about their, their they students. They don't care, man. They hey, don't man. Care, man. Don't I remember... Be... <laughs> I remember, bro, I was in a sticky bind where, obviously, I had left, you know, I had left and I did all of this or whatever. And I was kind of like homeschooling for A-levels. So I was in a sticky bind there. And I had to go back to my my secondary school so I could um because I needed like a recommendation from a teacher. So I said, Oh, what better place is there to, you know, go than to my school? You know? <laughs> like these are teachers that I had bands with, teachers that I should have built good relationships with. Obviously, most of the teachers were gone. Like literally all like this was only maybe two years after I've left that secondary school, but most of my teachers were gone, which is I found really strange as well. <laughs> uh but there was one guy that was still there. He didn't teach me, but like I had, like he was my head, it was head of year and I had a lot of bands with him. Man went to him, I was like, sir, can you help me? Can you do this, please? I need it, I need it. If I didn't get that, I couldn't, you know, move on. Like, I couldn't even apply to, to unis and stuff. Mm. So man said, please, please, please. This guy was like, yeah, Joe, no worries. Like, I'm glad to see you all right. I'm glad to see you good. You know what I'm saying? I was like, okay, yes, good. Mm. Then I said, I should come back. No, he said he'll get back to me or something. I should leave my number, whatever. This guy, to this day, <laughs> this guy has never contacted me. I think I even went back and asked again. And he just, because, yeah, I'm that kind of, like, I would, but, like, yeah, I think I went back twice. Just, he never got back to me. Till this day, he hasn't got back to me. So, wow. yeah, I can't remember how I got through it, but I figured it's, I figured out something else. So, like, it's not. Obviously, I'm not saying, oh, yeah, he's a prick because he did that. I'm sure he has a lot of other issues and I'm not blaming him. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, it is what it is. It? So if you can't help me, I'll go and find something, someone that can or find mm. another solution. But yeah, it's just, I feel like, like you should be able to go back to your teachers. And I'm sure there's a lot of teachers that you can go back to. Yeah. But, That's what but, I would you know say. what I'm saying? Like, that. yeah, like you should definitely be able to go back to your teachers. Even now at this age, I should be able to just go back to my teacher and have a nice conversation and, you know, catch mm-hmm. up and stuff. I don't feel like that kind of relationship is is usually there. But then again, I could be wrong because yeah. I, like, I definitely was a prick <laughs> to an extent. <laughs> and most of my most of the teachers I were I was really close with aren't there anymore. But you know what's crazy, man? Is the older I've gotten, right? Okay, so I used to think to myself, okay, like what skill is really valuable. You know, once I finish, once I finish uni and stuff or education, I'm done. Like, that's it. I'm never going to see education again. I'm never going to smell it. I'm just done. But the older I've actually gone, I realized, bro, like learning actually never stops. It actually is a continuous thing. So the most important skill that you can actually have is knowing how to learn. So how, how, how important is that for you? We should just end the pod right there. That was just that's just that's <laughs> it. That's like I think that's the answer to everything. You know, you were talking about success. Like, everyone trying to just, just learning how to learn. If you can learn how to do what you want to do, then you that's how you do it. <laughs> that's like everything. So yeah, no, I think it's very very true, man. And it's very important. Like you're right. Like even when you graduate and you're working now, you're but there's gonna be exams that you're gonna have to take. You might want to just pick up skills on the side to make sure you can still do things. Like it's kind of that whole thing of like if you actually stop learning, I feel like you you're standing still. 
and then other people <laughs> like go past you and you just eventually kind of rot kind of like not to but like that's kind of how it feels like to me where you just kind of roll like you stop using your brain i think even just even like science wise like it's probably that probably even affects you more in terms of like your long-term memory and the way you think and the, so actually being having that ability to continue to learn and absorb information i think it's so important man as long as you're still breathing so i definitely agree with you that yeah, as we get older, man, it's definitely probably the most important thing. And the maddest thing about it, bro, is that schools don't teach you how to do that. They don't. Oh my god, they don't, man. You know, you know, one thing I had to do recently was I actually had to learn how to to like study. <laughs> and mm. yeah, I had to learn how to study because I have never actually learned I passed my exams <laughs> somehow. Mm. But I never actually <laughs> know how to to do that. Because I think with a lot of things in, in life, right, I think there's a process to it. And like, yeah, you should be confident in your process, right? So throughout mm. like education in general, I've never been confident in my process. It's more of just being, okay, I'll just bang this out. You know, I'll just kill myself until I know it or until I can repeat it. Like my very first exam, I remember how I, how I revised for that, right? It's really weird, right? I had a, it was a, like okay. a GCSE science, um, book. And I said to myself, okay, like, what I'm going to do is I'm going to memorize this book. Like, I'm genuinely going to, and I memorized, I memorized the book, bro. Like, I would sit there and I would write out the paragraphs. So I knew the book from back, fam, my, my friend, I, my friend opened one page. He started reading and I said, there's a table in that book. And I started You're telling lying. him what was on the, bro, I'm You're not joking, lying. fam. I memorized the, and you know what I got in that? What? <laughs> I got a C, bro. I wow. got a C. I got, and I, I didn't even, I just got a C. Wow. I just got a C. I didn't even, obviously I did better than most of the people. I did better than most of people in my class, like everyone in my class. But in terms of like the year, I didn't get the highest. Like I was, I wasn't, I, I don't think I was close. I looked, a few people got a C and then I think the highest was like a B. But like, yeah. So even with memorizing everything and, you know, making sure I knew the book, <laughs> like it still didn't help me. So clearly the process in my learning was wrong. Yep. So yeah, so yeah, man, I think I think yeah, so I learned that recently and it's definitely helped and I realized raw what that actually means to to be able to study properly and effectively. It kind of even goes back to what I was saying earlier about the whole thing of like schools not te directly teaching you the skills and you having to learn mm. yourself. That's like, like even it's either you learn how to do it and you do well or you don't. So I, even mm -hmm. like when you think of like sets, I feel like what they do is like, obviously the highest sets you got, I feel like they, they teach you faster. But I think again, mm -hmm. it's kind of like that thing of like, if you can keep up, you keep up. And if you can't, you won't. That's like, <laughs> so it's like, like, I think there's no direct, actually, this is how you go from this set to this set. It's just, mm -hmm. bro, can you keep up? Mm -hmm. Around the teacher's teaching. Yeah. If it seems like you yeah. can't, we'll jump into the lower set. And I think that's just how schools operate. And I think when they do it like that, of course, we're not going to actually take time to really think about, is this, is there a more efficient way to make sure I'm, learning this information and I can recall it when I need it. It's just, let me just memorize this. <laughs> and when it comes out, I'll put it down. <laughs> That's mm. that. So I think people who had studied better processes, I guess, probably did better overall, but it still didn't mean that you actually learned how to learn. Like, so I agree with you. That's definitely something that you have to consciously actually try to find out the best ways for you and how you actually make sure that you're storing information and, Weeks down the line, months down the line, years down the line, you still remember that information. <laughs> so you understand that information and you're not just recalling it just based on memory. 
So I think that's so yeah. important, man. So I agree. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I think uni does a better job because yeah, I had a few modules where or workshops where you could go in and you know you could um like study uh, study workshops where you could actually learn to to know how to study and you know. So I think uni probably okay. recognizes that there's an issue with that. Yeah. So obviously mm-hmm. it's not part of your 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 module or like your degree, but it's still something that you can go and do if you're not really confident. So I think, yeah, I think uni definitely recognizes those kind of issues. And yeah, obviously university is a different thing where, you know, they have all these different things in place, life skills, even, you know, different things in place for you to learn. So yeah, I guess that's just a different experience. But from the basics, like I think, you know, one thing I, I think is that is another main problem is like, I'm always relearning things I should have known from the get go. <laughs> Do you understand? Like, like, obviously, for example, I just mentioned these things are in university, right? But I should have known how to do that from year seven, you know? And I feel like even in life, as I get older, I'm always having to relearn certain things that I should have definitely known when I was younger. So, yeah, I don't know if that happens to you, but... Yeah, no, it, it definitely does. But I also think sometimes, too, that probably is also an aspect of you not thinking about those things. So they kind of just go to the back of your memory. But I guess that probably comes from the fact that when you learned to the first place, you didn't learn it properly. So you didn't really yeah, understand it properly. Mm. So that's why like, you always have to go back to it because you're still, it's, you're probably not storing it deeper into your mind. It's still just at the, mm. like, at the surface level kind of way. Yeah. So I, mean, yeah. I guess I, I think that comes down to the learning how to learn properly. And also, bro, like yeah. if you actually think about the real world too, man, it doesn't even make sense for them to teach us like that because when you're mm. working, no one's telling you to just, all right, cool, off the top of your head, tell me everything you know. Understand? You have the internet, <laughs> you have your phone, you have people yeah. you can call, you have mentors. Yeah. So that if you actually yeah. think about it, like, exams should be open, but you should be able to, like, have resources to find information and use it that way as well. So we shouldn't even be expected to memorize everything and know everything off the top of our head because we don't need to. I think after you finish school, you start to find the things you really do enjoy learning or the things yeah. you do enjoy reading, etc. Like maybe you might motivate motivate to read now because no one's telling you to. That's I mean. There's little things like that that also help. That's <laughs> and helping you learn as you get older. So that's why I think. No, I agree, man. What what type of things have you um, found yourself um, enjoying? Recently, it's obviously because of what's happening in the world with like um, Russia, Ukraine. So even just like mm. history or like Russia's history or like just history in general and previous wars in the past, and NATO, and all that kind of stuff. I've been finding myself really interested in all of those kind of topics, and just like, just seeing the history of different countries, and how it's, like, how what's happening now is going to affect the future. So I think stuff like that is really interesting. Or like, I guess it could be finance stuff, maybe too. Like, seeing how people in the past have used their money, or the passive incomes that people are setting up, how they did that, how they worked out, what they wanted to do. So I think even just that is probably a very big learning, like, tool that I use for me YouTube is definitely mm. a big one for me. Yeah, man. We're actually so blessed, bro. Mm. Like, sometimes you just go on there, you can find a tutorial to even find some things I'm trying to do, like on programming or whatever. YouTube is just, you just type it in. Someone has done a tutorial of it. Someone is talking to you, walking you through it. So, yeah, it's just, YouTube is so amazing in terms of, like, yeah. self-help. Um, but, yeah, even, like, self, like why I mentioned, like, self-help books and stuff is because, obviously, with self-help books, you get into like, oh yeah, you can learn how to do this, learn how to do that. So yeah, and I find that just interesting because I think I was telling you the other, um, not too long ago that self-help books can be toxic because you can um, get into the idea of thinking you're doing a lot in your life, but you're not. <laughs> you know, like uh, if I read a book that's like how to be more productive, 
So I read the book, then I can now, because I've read the book, I think I'm more productive. <laughs> and really and truly, all I've done is I've just read the book. <laughs> I'm not technically more productive because I've read the book. So yeah, so things like that could definitely be an issue and understanding that, okay, knowing how to learn isn't necessarily just reading the book, it's also implementation. And also too, I feel like even when you're learning how to learn, especially nowadays, as you said, with the internet and YouTube and Udemy courses and all these kind of things, like I feel like you also have to be conscious too that you also, because it's not formalized. So I guess there's a bit of like freestyling to it, whereas there might be things that maybe gaps your knowledge that you might not be aware of. I think there also is definitely some places where it is also good to supplement that learning with formal education or formal learning as well, where it's a bit more structured and you know exactly what's being covered. So there is like room for that as well, I think, in your life as you get older. Like you also don't want to just completely just, yeah, be learning on your own. Mm, yeah, of course, of course. Obviously, if you have a goal, then I think it's important to, then you can, I think, if you know what you want to learn, then it makes sense. Mm. Uh, yeah, that can make sense. Like I think I told you I had like a, a, a Udemy addiction one time. <laughs> I was buying yeah, up like hella courses. Hella uh, courses. Bro, you were promoting Udemy but... to be like, like you had shares in it. <laughs> you were promoting Udemy to me. I said, this guy's definitely making money on the side, boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, because you can find so many different um, things to learn. And then obviously, like I want to learn everything. So like I want to, mm. there's so many things that I wish I could have learned in school that I'm finding there. Like, like I told you, I want to learn how to play an instrument. I've never, obviously in school, they, they gave us instruments, but it wasn't the cool instrument. So now I want to learn how to play like piano or something. And obviously you can learn from Udemy. So I'll just buy up a course <laughs> or learn how to use Excel properly or something, something like that randomly. So yeah, man, now there's so many different things or learn how to draw even. Yeah. So many different. Bro, and, that, and that's wavy, man. I think that's what, that's what we have to be blessed that we have the opportunity to really understand chase these things that we're passionate or interested about anyway and try to learn about it. Like, I feel like one of the most important things I think you actually can learn as you get older, I think I'm even learning myself, is learning the importance of you just being unique and being yourself and mm. the things that you mm. enjoy and going down the rabbit holes that you want to go down and not just the ones mm. that have just been self for, for the masses. Mm. So I think that's mm. so important as well. It's like, I, there was a Japanese proverb that I read yesterday that I really liked, which was like, I think it's like, the tallest nail will be struck first. So I think it, you can mm. interpret that as you want, but I think the way it's typically interpreted is that people who stand out are the ones that people want to bring back down to be like everyone else. Mm. So mm. I think just even just learning the importance of like, if you're interested in something, learning about it. <laughs> That's, I think those are the kind of things that also make you different to other people because you're not all, all of us aren't interested in the same things. And so... No, that, that's a hard like, problem. I wonder how people come up with problems like that. Uh, I, think it's, I, think it's, I think it's the deep, deep thinkers. You know, the people that are just at home, just like, mm. just thinking <laughs> or something for time. <laughs> no Netflix, no TV, nothing. <laughs> because obviously, if you have a, t if you have a tour now, you're not going to just leave it there. So was yeah, he like, true. was he, was he nailing? He was like, oh my God. Bro, bro. Oh I see a connection. <laughs> I see a connection. That's crazy. Because yeah. that is going to be the first one you're going to nail in because you, yeah, know, you yeah. don't want to, yeah. You don't want a long ass nail hanging out. So that's my <laughs> exactly. 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 Yeah. So I really liked it when I read it. And I do think, yeah, probably school does encourage everyone to conform and be the same. But as you get older, I think you want to start branching out on your own path and do that by learning. Mm, I think a lot of people do eventually uh, start to become, uh, yeah. Because, yeah, you see, in, you see, especially in like secondary and stuff, people are all mm. part of a pack. 
You know, everyone yeah. following each other, everyone's part of a pack. You barely see any individuals in, in secondary school. Yeah. So I think, yeah, as you get older, I do, I've probably seen a lot more in individuals um, as we've grown up. Well, I've seen people I knew that have yeah. become individuals type of thing. So, yeah, I think it's just, it's just as, as you get older, it's just easier to follow a pack when you're younger. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Safe. <laughs> like, Probably yeah. Probably like instincts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder, I wonder what's the psychology behind all of that. Because obviously, like, um, you can imagine with, like, wolves and stuff, they write, they're always, they're always in a pack because, you know, that's how they get their food and stuff. So I can imagine why we have the tendency when we're younger to just uh, conform into a group. Yeah. And but if you're not part of a group, go on. No, it makes complete sense when you think about it. Like you don't think about like yeah. our history as humans. And eventually yeah. when you're when we're when we're fighting one v one or fighting versus lions, we had to group up and be smarter than them. Or else we wouldn't have got to where we are now. No sense. So I think the group thing is probably ingrained in us that yeah. I think that's but I'm sure there's a much more scientific response to it. But I think that definitely makes sense to me. To yeah. Why. No, it's interesting. No, it is. It's interesting, man. It is. But all in all, man, I think, yeah, I think one one thing that we could definitely learn from this um, episode is um, the importance. Obviously, I, I know the importance of learning. I think you know the importance. So probably someone that's listening can definitely uh, take away that the importance of learning. Even if you don't like school, <laughs> you hate school, you know, it could be whatever. I think knowing that you're always going to, knowing that you have to constantly put yourself in a position to learn in life as you go through it, I think is really important. Yeah, no, I think so too, man. I feel like learning probably directly even links with like ambition and what you're trying to do. Because if you actually just stop learning as well, I think that's when you just stand still. So it's also, if you do, there are things that you want to achieve. I think you have to learn. As like, whether you hate school, whatever, whatever, even if it's not even educate like school related, anything you're trying to get better at, you're going to have to mm. continue to learn to continue to improve it. Mm. And then that's just how it yeah. is. So. But yeah, I'd like to end this episode with um nice quote. So obviously this isn't about reading books, um, but I think it's important to, to know that a reader who reads lives a thousand lives before he dies. Um, the man who never reads lives only one. So I think that, ha- that can, that can cross over to learning as well. You know, if you're someone that's stagnant with, with your learning, then technically you're only living one life. So, <laughs> so yeah, but. Then the episode. Okay, I'm clicking. Um, I'm clicking right now. That was lovely, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. But to end the episode. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, follow us on our socials. Uh, Ace uh, Joker, A C E J O E K E R. That is on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Welcome back to the Ace and Joker moment of the show. This is a part of the show where we give an Ace moment, which is just something positive, something interesting that we want to discuss, and or maybe a Joker moment, which is just something funny. So, Brother Joe, do you have an Ace or Joker moment for us this week? Yeah, I think my mine's more of like a, a freestyle one. I just wanted to have like a conversation, some few things that happened during my week, and just to have a conversation, man. But yeah, first conversation I wanted to, to have was um to what's it called? Because you you travelled recently. We both travelled recently. What was, like, some of your experiences? Like, how do you feel, you know, it helped you with, like, your year? You know what it is? Like, I feel like to start the year and mm. the end of last year, I knew I was going in March. So I was mm. really on point, like, gym, mm. diet, everything mm. was so geared towards going mm. on the holiday. Mm. And I feel like coming back from the holiday, it was like, oh, I need to actually reassess, <laughs> like, mm. the rest of the year and what I'm trying to do. 
Mm. Like it's kind of like a, it was kind of like a break in between the year. So it's mm. been kind of hard for me to readjust to my life, but I'm slowly mm. just getting back into it. So mm. yeah, it's been difficult, but mm. like it was a great holiday. Like I mm. definitely wouldn't change anything. Like, so I'm mm. definitely very happy. But mm. yeah, what's it been like for you? No, I'll say pretty much the same. Uh, pretty much the same. I think it was well needed <laughs> because yeah, man, I think uh, at the beginning of the year, you're doing so much, like it can be a lot. Mm. So I think just taking a break which is something I'm probably after that, which is something I think I'm going to be doing more often. Like just... Yeah, man, this guy's crazy, you guys. This guy's going on three holidays in three months. I went on one, <laughs> so we're not the same. <laughs> we are not, no, <laughs> This guy came back with a vengeance. <laughs> I would not go on back-to-back holidays, I don't think. It's very exhausting. Maybe a week between the two, because, yeah, I don't mm. go into... Going to Gatwick back to back is not the is not the one. It's not the one. <laughs> Describe what you did, bro. You landed back on a Tuesday and then you flew back out on the Thursday. Yeah, yeah, bro. That's wild. I have never been more tired in my life. <laughs> Obviously, it was Canada that I went to, and everything in Canada is just far from each other. So mm. the journey to go, the journey within Canada killed me. Then the journey back to London, which was seven hours destroyed me because I've never been on a seven hour flight before so that was different oh sweet is that the longest flight you've been on yeah it's the longest one I've been on it's the longest one I've been on oh, I think. Right. yeah I think the, the longest one before that was about six yeah but right. I'm about to beat that which will probably be like 10 11 and that one I'm not looking forward to that I'm not looking forward to that one either bro Miami was um nine and a half nine and a half mad Bro, nine and a half. I was tired. So I don't know yeah. how that extra 11... Because I think Japan is 11. Mm. So, yeah. Hey, man. If you're listening, mm. just pray for us, please. <laughs> but, bro, even even with that, this is how you know I was tired, yeah? Mm. Curse the people. Curse the people who, who were sitting next to me on the flight, innit? Because they're, they're, <laughs> they're the B word, innit? They're the B word. Bro, imagine <laughs> I'm coming back from Finn now. This is how you know I was tired. So I come... I sit on a plane. I even went for the window seat, which if you're a big guy, don't do. Don't do. Sit on the <laughs> middle or the aisle seat. Because yeah. you never come, you'll never yeah. get up to go to the toilet. You, you won't do it. But anyway, a man was sitting on the uh, the window seat now. And the woman in between. She was taking up a, a little bit, a little bit of my space and a little bit of the other oh, person's sure. space. Cool. Oh, I so see. it was I was a bit cramped. I was a bit cramped. <laughs> I was a bit cramped. So like, all I did was just, I put on my headphones and I, and I went to bed. Like, imagine mm. I slept for the whole, like, whole seven hours. I honestly think it's a, it's a superpower of mine. I can sleep wherever, whenever. So I slept for that long. After, at the end of the flight, I was thinking, raw, I'm thirsty. Like, I had no food, nothing. Mm. I'm hungry. And I remember waking up in the middle of my haze. And I remember the people <laughs> right next to me eating. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, oh, maybe, maybe they just pay for it. Let me just go back to bed. But I didn't eat, I didn't do anything, but they didn't wake me up to give me my food, bro. My well-deserved food, they didn't give it to me. No etiquette. You're, I lie, you're supposed to wake the person up right next to you to give them their food. Yeah, personally, I definitely would. If the person's conked out, I'll at least ask them. If they, if they don't want to eat, cool, go back yeah. to sleep. But I'll at yeah. least just let you know there's food here. So maybe that's just us, though. Let, people who are listening, please let us know whether that is normal airline etiquette or it's not. Maybe we're just different, though. No, it's airline etiquette. I, do, I think it's airline etiquette. <laughs> I don't know what they have to say. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. But yeah, but all in all, man, it was, yeah, it's it's always it's always nice to travel. It's always a nice, I think for some reason, it always 
happens, like like I said, I'm not, I don't think I'm a, I was a big fan of the back-to-back and I'm not really a big fan of, like, traveling is fun, but yeah, it's not my and or be all. But it's always, it always puts mm. things into perspective for some weird reason. Like, it always makes you think, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it does. You know what it is? It's because, it's because you're like, you're on the other side of the world sometimes. I remember even when I went to Miami, because I have cousins mm. there. Um, when I was just around him, it, it was me, it was just highlighting for me that, like, we're very close, but we were really raised on opposite ends of the world. Mm. Mm. That puts into perspective that when you travel, obviously, yeah, seven hour flight, nine hour flights, because mm. the airlines are mad technology. But, <laughs> yeah. like, otherwise, if it wasn't for that, think about how long mm. it would take you to get from here to America or get from here to Canada with other yeah. forms of transport if it wasn't airlines. Yeah. So, think about yeah. how different the people who are in those countries are to you yeah. and everything that yeah. you, like, you're used to or what yeah. you see on a day to day basis. Mm. So, I think that is probably like the big thing with traveling. That's like, it really makes you realize that. You just live in one country, one set of ideals, and there's loads of other countries in the world that have their own sets of ideals and their own type of people that's completely mm. different to you. Yeah. Like, they have completely yeah. different accents, different landscapes, and they just, yeah, yeah, I think it just puts it into perspective. It does, man. It does, man. It does. It makes you just realize, right, oh, there's actually people in different places living, you know, different, differently. <laughs> no, it's true, man. Traveling is great, especially post-COVID, man. Like, mm. we have to make up for these two years of taking off us. So <laughs> that's true. why I've been seeing, I'm on my Snap, on my Insta, I've just been seeing everyone just catching flights. Yeah. <laughs> just catching flights. Yeah. So it's good to see, man. <laughs> Airlines are trying to make their money back. Bro. Even with that, though, even with the travel thing, this is just like a side, it's a joker. The random thing I saw after when I came back, I saw something about um, Hyperloop travel. Okay, and it was really that? interesting, yeah. So Hyperloop travel is like a... It's really fast train, basically. <laughs> really fast train. Okay. Uh, so it's a whole system that has been built. It's like more of a concept. But it's really crazy because what I found interesting about that was how important fast travel is. It's going to blow your mind, mm. right? How important, how important fast travel is. Okay. So if the, this Hyperloop thing was actually a thing, right, you'll be able to go from, let's say, Birmingham to London within about 10 minutes. What? Uh, yeah. yeah, probably even less than 10 minutes. So what happens when you have super travel like that, right? Distances don't become as far. They're not as far anymore. So mm. what happens now, and this is what, when I saw that, I was like, raw travel, that's the, with the train and all of that. that I mean, with the, the planes and mm. all of that, that's what's really happened. But that's why we're more of like a global society now, where if going from London to Birmingham was only 10 minutes now, your city like expands. So it's no more two separate economies. For example, like London and Birmingham, because they're so far, people who live in Birmingham, chances are they don't work in London, right? Mm. But if travel was so so quick, it expands your city to create a super city. Oh, mad. Yeah. So this Hyperloop thing is basically like, um, imagine it's expanded into Europe. Imagine we had one from London to Paris, right? And it takes like 15 minutes to get from London to Paris because that's how quick this thing is. It does about, it's really quick. I'm not, I'm not doing the mass justice because I can't remember the numbers, but it's crazy quick. It does like 800 miles in like an hour or something like that. That's how quick it does. That's how quick it goes, but it's crazy. So imagine if it went from like um, London to Paris, right? Within like t- 10, 15, 20 minutes, I don't know, something really super quick. It means that mm. you don't have to, live you can live in paris and still work in london yeah do you understand yeah you can literally live in paris and work in london i just found that really interesting because it kind of shows how important 
fast travel is because mm. if you're able to travel really fast, it kind of expands like where you can stay in the world and how open the world is to you. So it's kind of crazy because we're just talking about travel and we're talking about planes and we're talking about like your cousin and stuff. So imagine how people probably lived without planes and stuff. So it's crazy. It's crazy. That's actually really interesting because, yeah, yeah, even think about what that would even do for things like even housing and there's yeah. like, like Birmingham will be will basically be London prices if you could get yeah. from London <laughs> in 10 minutes. Like it would just be, it would be London prices. Like, yeah. So yeah, 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 it just shows that the reason why it's probably so much like Manchester is so much cheaper than London is because of how long or because like, of the quality of life that you're getting in London. Mm. If you could have that whilst living in Manchester, then you'd be paying the same as people living in London. Yeah. So would, like that would have you. so many domino effects. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see like, yeah, whether that, how feasible that actually is in reality because I don't know even just in terms of like, people like inertia, motion sickness. They've proved the concept. It's just more of like, implementing it because it's it's so complicated to implement something like that because it's going to cost governments billions it's mm. difficult it's not easy so yeah so but they did one they traveled not too far and two people and they got normal people to to do it and people weren't sick so yeah but it's it's crazy it's interesting look into it um but yeah okay. the last thing i wanted to to kind of mention as well I know I'm only supposed to have two months, but it's all, all in one. It's more of a conversation. <laughs> so, it's all good, man. Listen, it's our podcast. You can do what you like. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, there was a, there's a cool app that I saw. It's called Lucid. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. Have you seen it? Oh, no. It summarizes really large books into like um, small chapters. So it's, it has the chapters, but it summarizes them. And you still get the same the same um, kind of information. So it's really cool. I, just, I signed up for like a free trial and I, I love the app. And I, I never considered buying like apps before, but I <laughs> considered buying that app. Because one thing I've, okay. I've, I've, I've noticed about books is, well, especially like informative books and stuff is, most of it is waffle. You will get pieces of information yeah, here is, and man. there, but most of it is it's waffle. True. So <laughs> like, obviously it still feels nice. I think it feels nice to just like finish a book but um cover mm. to cover but most of it is definitely waffle so yeah if it if you can find That's something true. that gives you the key information that you need in like the shortest amount of time then that's amazing too no that sounds like a great app so yeah i'm gonna yeah, check yeah. that out too yeah yeah, yeah. I, like it sounds like i'm promoting it but or like i'm getting paid to promote it. <laughs> yeah they but... don't sponsor us but yeah <laughs> but if it's no, good no. it's good we'll talk about yeah, it. yeah yeah i think i bro, we're, tra- we're here to put people on game so that's what i'm doing i'm mm. putting people on game Alright, cool. Appreciate it, man. Well, thanks for that, brother Joe. That was an interesting conversation as always. So, yeah, if you enjoyed this episode, then please make sure to follow us on our socials at HJoker, A-C-E-J-O-E-K-E-R, no space. And yeah, let us know what you thought about the episode. And yeah, give us your thoughts. And yeah, we'll see you next week on our next episode. If you're still here, thank you for listening to this episode of the Ace and Joker podcast.